The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power. Good evening and welcome to the Port Adelaide Preview podcast for the round 16 match. Not quite there yet, but we will be shortly versus North Melbourne. It'll be played on Saturday, uh, Saturday, yeah, Saturday at uh, 7.10pm Central Standard Time, uh, at, but at Metricon Stadium up in the Gold Coast. Uh, I'm Portia. Joining me, as always, is Maka. Maka, how are you? Mate, pretty good. Yourself? Yeah, yeah, going all right, going all right. Still in stage four down here in Melbourne, but, uh, you know, hanging in there. That's We're going to get the roadmap on Sunday, so that'll be interesting. Ooh. There we go. There we so, go. That is going to be interesting. It is, but speaking of COVID Victoria, there's not a road match to a grand final in Melbourne this year. So, uh, I don't know, what, do you feel, what do you think about the grand final in Brisbane, Macca? Well, I don't know. It just seemed likely that they were always going to get it. That was kind of the, the scuttlebutt, wasn't it? And uh, it came true. It's disappointing it won't be in Adelaide. It would have been uh, would have been fantastic because it's, it's probably going to be a once in a lifetime thing away from the MCG. So. Why you'd want to have it at the Gabba, I'm not too sure, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it's not the best oval, is it? Probably not got well, the no, best facilities. It's not, but I mean, it also just says so much about the AFL, like, even in the middle of a pandemic, they are still, still, still going to keep putting South Australia and Western Australia last. Like, they're just yeah. still going to keep happening. Like, you could, you know, aliens can <laughs> land tomorrow. And uh, they would, the AFL would find a way to put Victoria first and SANWA last. They would they would work it out somehow. Uh, it's, absolutely, it's a bit insane. strange. It's a bit strange because you, you know you've got this whiz bang new fantastic uh, stadium in WA, which is you know state of the art, looks fantastic. You got the yeah. Adelaide Oval, which you know again is is pretty new and looks fantastic. And then you've got the Gabba, which is you know yeah. Sums up Queensland as a whole. It's like a bitter of a stadium. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But hey, I think and, did, and didn't, didn't the medical officer come out and say that there's only going to be twenty thousand, or at the very most thirty thousand there? So I don't know. It seems odd, but it is what it is. I mean, it's, it's just the AFL being the AFL. But we, this is what you expect. And you also think like this is a perfect chance to say, hey, maybe the team on the top of the ladder might get some say. And it's been one team all year. It's been yeah. one team all year, and they're in a state that can host a grand final. Absolutely absurd. Gosh. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, very disappointing. Right. But it is what it is, and we've just got to make sure we win at the Gabba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe against Brisbane because I'm sure they'll work out a way for that to happen. Um, so moving on to the big news this week, it's the Brendan Archie tribute round. He's due to play his 50th game for West Coast. How good is what that? The, hell? the arch. It's. I just sort of. I just had a couple. A bit of a look at his stats over the course of his, you know, uh, storied career. Uh, his career averages thirteen disposals a game, which, okay, his twenty twenty average is nine, but somehow this is also the most games he's ever played in a season at thirteen, mm. and it'll be fourteen if he plays his fiftieth. And he's averaging half a goal a game, and everything else is pretty ordinary. Like it's just. I don't understand how this is happening. Like, if, he was, if he'd been traded to the Crows or to, indeed to North Melbourne or Hawthorne at the bottom of the ladder, he'd say, yeah, fair enough. He's done this in a good side. How, what's going on, Macca? What's happening? He's, a, he's just a good role player. Like, he just does his job. You know, he's good defensively. He gets involved every now and then. And, 
All right, there must be something that uh, Adam Simpson really likes about his game, which is why he's played so much this year. But um, you know, he just does his job, I guess. Is he daddy and the coach's daughter or something like that? He's, he's oh, a good, he's a good role player, I reckon. Uh, maybe, but uh, look at him; it's pretty strange. But anyway, good luck to him. Um, there's worse. There's probably worse players that have played fifty games. I mean, there would be no doubt at all. But I mean, that's the thing. Like, but a lot of people. The worst players that play 50 games, they play 50 games in ordinary teams. Mm. And he's playing at West Coast. They're actually in pretty good form. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really strange. You know. I guess someone's asking, I guess the Freya fans are asking the same thing about Cam Sutcliffe, right? <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. Well, maybe Brendan can consider himself unlucky that he's been at two teams who, whilst he was there, were travelling exceptionally well and he's only been able to play 50 games. You know, maybe if he did go to a Carlton and then go to Frio, he would have probably played 130 by now. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I mean, I can't see that, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look, um, this is something else in the general field. I think we can move on to talking about our opponent for this week, which is North Melbourne. Yes. Uh, they are in bad form. And honestly, in any of the year, we might notice it, but of course, the pros are one of the latter, so no one notices anyone revenge. else's bottom of the side. Time for revenge. revenge. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm still filthy about how we played against them last year in that second game. Well, they're uh, three and eleven for the season, so three wins, eleven losses, seventeenth on the ladder, and they've lost the last five games in a row, Maker. So, uh, if you want revenge, uh, I don't know. Ooh, they've won one in their last twelve, Porsche. One in wow. their last twelve. That's, uh, that's, pretty... that's pretty damn ordinary. I, I think there's a fair point to be made that they might actually be worse than the Crows are. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I understand that there could be that point to be made, but then the question becomes: like, with that kind of stat, are we looking at another what happened power opportunity? Well, that was going to be my next point: is like, how can we find a way to lose this game against a team which has struggled so badly this year under a coach that well, clearly isn't good enough, and no. uh, with half their star players in the reserves? Well, I mean, let's discuss that now. Uh, North Melbourne, strangely, even though they're 17th on the ladder, the one thing that is actually performing pretty well is their midfield. Uh, so they're mm. third for total clearances, seventh fewest clearances against, which is a fantastic stat, you know, for any team. Somehow they've got the most freeze for in the league, but I think that's mostly Goldstein. Um, yeah, look, I mean, their midfield's working, but the rest of the team is kind of shit. Uh, <laughs> they've yeah. got, uh, yeah, they've uh, got the most inside 50s against them, which is an important indicator of uh, what's going on. Uh, so that if they're not winning in, in the midfield or they're not controlling it when it comes out of the midfield, like it's just going in their forward line. That's why they're losing. Um, this is a weird stat that I brought up briefly with Mecca before the uh, the podcast. That I'm not sure. I still not sure how to interpret it. They're 17th for one percenters, and you say, well, they're the 17th and later. It makes a lot of sense. But the weird thing is that they're 17th for one percenters, which you'd usually consider to be a sign of effort, of teamwork, and all that sort of thing. But they're fourth for contested possession overall, mm. and they're in possession generally. And there's usually not direct correlation, but there's some correlation between them. So the fact that there are two ends of that ladder, I'm having a lot of trouble interpreting it. Mac has pointed out that uh, 1% is largely spoils, but um, there's more to it than that. I'm just sort of wondering how much how much could it be that the players just don't really give a shit and they're just doing as much as they have to? And how much is just that the coach is concentrating mostly on getting winning the midfield and then just trying to work out the rest as he goes? <clears throat> well, they are predominant. Like they've got a lot of inside midfielders. Like they're a very slow team. Yeah. And, and look, it doesn't help when you've got Polek and Hole and Pittard playing in the reserves. 
uh, the, the last few weeks who have probably you know three of their quickest players but you know they've got a lot of you know a lot of bigger bodied sort of inside types and you know that they, they like to um you know they like to play stoppages because of the goldstein factor and you know he's having a brilliant season um once again um because that's how they get the ball and then they just turn it over from there so um, you know, they've got some decent young talent. You know, Jai Simpkin has had a stunning mm. season so far, um, which is great for him because he probably under-delivered to this point. Um, I think uh, Bailey Scott's been okay. Davies Uniac's come in and uh, done a decent job the last few weeks. Uh, mm. Jack Marnie's played 10 games in his first season. Ben Mackay's finally getting a few games together. Uh, but look, you know, Cameron Zerha is probably another one who's had a really good season. Um, yeah. But, yeah, look, outside of the midfield group, you know, they don't really have a lot up forward. Ben Brown's not playing or hasn't uh. been playing. Uh, looks like he's probably going to move on. And their defence, yeah, has, uh, has kind of struggled as well. So they're in all sorts at the moment, whether it's coaching, talent, who knows, but uh, it's probably all of the above. Yeah, look, probably. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Uh, you have to think, like, I, I feel like this week is probably even more of a case of it than last week, where I think last week you were very pleased about us smashing Sydney, and I reckon we'd win by about four goals in a disappointing, don't really give a shit sort of win, and that kind of seems to be like what happened. I feel like this is probably in the same category in that either it's a game where North Melbourne will play really well and they'll lose by, like, a goal. Or it's a game mm. that we'll play like we really don't give a shit and we we'll win by fifty points. Like I think we'll just be more extreme. I don't yeah. know. What do you reckon? Look, we were pretty bullish about our chances last week against Sydney and that we should have won by heaps and it probably didn't happen that way. And you know, mm. I, I think I'm going into this game thinking that we should probably win by heaps, but again I don't think it will probably happen that that way. I think it might just be like a bog standard sort of twenty thirty pointer. Which I, yeah. I would absolutely take every day of the week. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We should be beating North Melbourne. Yeah, I mean, we, we have to beat this North Melbourne team. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there would be no excuse to not beat North Melbourne this week. Absolutely none. No. Um, no. Oh, well. So the question uh, is: the question yes. is, we as I mentioned, we've seen Polek, Hole, Pittard, Brown out of the team in recent weeks. What are, what is the likelihood of seeing them play against Port Adelaide this week? Do you think Reshaw will swallow his pride a little bit and bring Polek back in to play against us? Or does he play for, I don't know, Melbourne Reserves again? Uh, look, I mean, I think if you're a coach and you're ever going to make a point uh, of something like that, it's your first year, right? Mm. Because you have the absolute maximum mileage and the lowest commitment to your current set of players that you can actually make strong decisions and stick to them. So if he if he decides, no, nah, nah, I'm changing, I'm giving in already, um, I'm not saying it's a bad thing for him to do, but I'm saying it's the sort of thing that uh, it will be expected that things will fall that way in the future as well. Yeah. Well, he's so popped a lot of flack for it this week. There's been a lot of yeah. press about Pollock running around for Collingwood Reserves and how it's a terrible look and it's embarrassing and humiliating for Pollock and all this sort of stuff. So, you know, Rhys Shaw's copped it this week. <laughs> so, the, like, it's kind of... The wheels kind of turned from, oh, good on him for dropping Pollock. You know, he needs to... You know, if he's not doing the team thing, then he needs to be out of the side to, oh, come on, guys. Like, you know, 
he's been out long enough now. You need to be playing him, sort of thing. So, I don't know. I reckon he, I reckon he's a ninety percent chance of coming in and playing against us this week. Yeah, look, I mean, I think there is too because I don't know that Reese has got the strongest. Rickshaw's got the strongest character for doing that sort of thing. But look, I mean, he didn't recruit Pollock. He didn't recruit Pittard. It no, wasn't on his true. watch. Yeah. So it's not. It's not that you can't say, "Oh, Pollock playing in the reserves. It's a terrible indictment on Rickshaw." Like, no, no, it isn't. It's an terrible indictment on North Melbourne. Who, if you ask Port fans at the time, you say, "Oh, gee, really? Okay, go for it." Mm. <laughs> you know. Um, I think that he's. I think he's still bulletproof enough to, if he wants to, if he if he can take stand back and sort of take stock of what his situation is, he should be very aware that he is in a unique position in his career as a senior coach to say, "No, nah, fuck it, we're doing it this way." Yep. Um, and look, I mean, it's not. And the precedent for doing that and being a successful coach is absolutely there. Like I certainly remember Alistair Clarkson starting out at Hawthorne. And I think he did something that pissed off Gary Bacanara and whatever else. He's telling other people to piss off and like right and centre all over the place in his first year or two at Hawthorne. And uh, mm. they all love him now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, don't worry about it. Just stick with it. It would be my thought. But um, we'll see what he does. Fair enough. Uh, all right. So, as far as selections, you're talking about North Melbourne selections. What about us? What's going to happen, Macca? I reckon Motlop will come in because he kicked four goals in the uh, scratch yes. match. So I reckon we'll see him come yeah. in for someone. Right. Uh, Ebert or someone. I don't know. And Houston will obviously come back in. Uh, probably for Bonner, I would think. Yeah. Well, I don't want Bonner in, so yeah, sure, that'd be good. <laughs> I mean, it's not that... Look, I mean, if Bonner's going to be in the side, it might as well be against North Melbourne. It's not going to hurt us. But, mm. um, yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Well, off for Sutcliffe, maybe. Yeah. I think yes, that probably yeah. makes the most sense. I guess it does. Uh, what about our ruck situation? How are we feeling about that? Well, it is what it is. Lost it up against Goldie. Uh, would be nice would, to have a second ruck in there, but um, well, I, mean, I, I don't, so, don't think right? they'll be going. I don't think they'll be going in with uh, with two rucks. So yeah, but that's why you do it, right? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Does he do it that way? For me, like for me, going having Goldstein there for a Sam Hayes is a fantastic opportunity to, you know, see what you can do against the best Ruckman pretty much going around at the minute. Yeah. Or maybe not, but you know, close to it. Um and, you know, have but do that with a bit of support from Lysett taking the bulk of the work so that um also giving Goldstein a couple of guys the estimate up against. I mean, who knows? I mean you might be able to wear him down. You don't know. It's worth a try. Um, and North Melbourne are a shit enough defence that uh, if you need to rest one of them up forward, they'll probably jag a goal or two each. I, I just don't see the loss in doing it. I don't see this is a perfect game to bring Sam Hayes in, personally. But yeah. To be honest, I'll, I'll be pretty happy if we just go in with Lysett with this one. Like we watched Goldie uh, absolutely tear uh, Laddams a new uh, rectum last year, and uh, <laughs> we don't really want that to happen again. I think Lysett can do the job against Goldie. I reckon he'll be able to, at the very least, nullify him. Yeah, maybe. Man, this is going to be a boring game. I mean, on paper, it doesn't really uh, look like it's going to be an all-time classic, does it? So <laughs> It really it just looks like the most ordinary bloody game I could imagine. 
<laughs> Absolutely terrible. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, all right. So the game in general, uh, I guess on the coach, uh, Reese Shaw, what do you think about him as a coach, Mac? Is there anything we should be concerned about there at all? I would hope not because he's not very good. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's, uh, yeah. It, do- it just doesn't yeah. look like North Melbourne are playing for him. It doesn't look like he's up to date with sort of structures and game plan and all that sort of stuff. So he had the dead cat bounce last year and he got the job off of it. And um, yeah, at this point, I wouldn't expect him to be there by the end of next year. No, you wouldn't think so. But um, yeah, so nothing to worry about there. As a psychological advantage, I mean, we're top of the ladder in this second bottom. It's yes, we've got it. Uh, the only worry is because of last year and ha- just how bad we played in that game against them late in the yeah, season. Yeah, but Ben Brown. Ben Brown, though, like that's the missing factor. Well, that's true. That is true. Yeah. 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 He did kick 10. I reckon, yeah, between him and Polek, they kicked like 12 goals. So, yeah. Ho- hopefully so... that should make us a 12-goal better side and we only lose by 25 points this week. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so just uh, moving on to the freeform section. Mac, do we have any good questions from Bigfooty or indeed from Spreaker? Let's have a look. We've had a few uh, notes from uh, Spreaker. Uh, Ryan has asked whether we've lost, uh, lost, uh, whether we've watched uh, Last Chance You yet, any of those seasons. We've watched what, sorry? Last Chance You. Have you not heard of it? I have not. No. Oh, okay. It's a Netflix. It's a Netflix um, show on college football in the United oh, okay. States, and <clears throat> concentrating on one particular uh, college. I think the new season goes to someone different, uh, but it's it's a very good show. I haven't watched the latest season yet, but I've watched the others, and it's a, a an exceptional show. One of the best sort of doc- sports documentaries you'll ever see. Oh, and, that's uh, good. Highly recommend it. All right, and that's on Netflix. Netflix, yep. All right, I'll keep an eye out for that. There we go. He's I'll ring you the best. Soon. Ryan's also said um, we should probably talk about the fact we've uh, apparently requested to wear the prison bars in the finals. Yep, that's reasonable. That would be what I'd be saying we should do. Um, I love I know there's, that. A people, there's a lot of people that want to wear the prison bars every week, but to me, I would be happy if we were on Anzac Day, on a heritage round, and in finals. That would be my preference. That'd be great. I would love to see that again. Yeah, and like make it so that you you know you say okay, we can't wear the prison bars every week. If like if you concede that, if you don't want it, fine. If you're yeah. willing to concede it, then you might as well make it that you've got to earn it. So that a player knows that when they're wearing the prison bars, it's a big game. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be the best thing you could possibly do with it. And so to wear it in finals makes absolute sense to me. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Interstater on Big Footy has mentioned that there's 12 players. The well. It looks like there'll be 12 players different uh, from the team that kicked our butt last year um, for North yep. Melbourne. So it's definitely not the same side. And he's asked, uh, would I recognise anyone in their list if I walked past them in the street? Um, probably uh, probably only Ben Brown because of the ha- the hair and the height. but uh, And probably and Jasper Pittard because he looks homeless. <laughs> and outside of that, probably not, I would say. Nah, they're pretty generic, aren't they? <clears throat> Very generic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll just have a quick look. Cameron Zerha's a bit distinctive looking, apart mm. from that. Yeah. Kane Turner yeah, nah, looks like a good. jockey, apart from that. 
Well, I would say no. No, I think you're they all look the same. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Simba, <clears throat> or oh, it's kind of like uh, the old Hawthorne days back in the '90s, where they all had bleach blonde undercuts. Blonde tips. <laughs> <laughs> or the crows in the mid '90s, where they all had bleach blonde hair. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all the North Melbourne players, just seem to be your bog standard, typical five eleven Australian, brown hair, brown eyes. Yeah. Pale skin. Yep. Yeah. Very generic. Very generic. That's it. Uh, Simba has asked, uh, feeling optimistic about making the grand final still? Uh, I mean, we might. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not... I, I, for me, it's not... It's not about confidence. It's about sort of... Um, do I think it's likely? Like, I don't I don't have any, like, oh, gee, I'm excited about that we're going to make the grand final. Like, I don't, I don't have that. But I also don't have any, oh, no, what if we don't make the grand final? Like, I, I'm just not expecting anything. <laughs> I'm not expecting anything of this team, and I'll be politely surprised, whatever happens. Um, as good a chance as any. That's that's how I feel. Yeah. I mean, that's really, I mean, I guess it's any way to look at it, is that, you know, it's just purely in terms of probability rather than... Um, I guess that's why I'm not enjoying it as much as I enjoyed it when we were good under Choco, for example, because with Choco, at least you had that feeling of like positive inevitability, you know, that you like any given week you go and you think, yeah, we're going to play pretty well. We're going to have our system. It's going to sort of grind the opposition into the ground. That was always really yeah. enjoyable. You know, I don't get that with this team even now. Well, it's um, different. It's different, isn't it? Because under, yeah. under Choco, we sort of went from, you know, New team in the AFL, and you know, young side and all that, and, and it just sort of grew. Yeah, and you had that progression from sort of not very good, decent, excellent, and we had those three or four years of being excellent, where you could go into every game thinking, "Yeah, we're going to win this. We're going to win this." I don't reckon there was a single game like thinking about it. Maybe, maybe only showdowns where I went into it thinking, "Yeah, I probably don't think we're going to win today," like. I was pretty confident back then that we'd win every yeah. game. And so you don't have that with Arliss because for the last, you know, five or six years, we've under-delivered. We've lost games mm. that we shouldn't have constantly yep. against either great teams or against bottom teams or teams with big injury lists. Um, and it's still kind of a bit of a shock to the system that we're sitting on top of the ladder and that we're actually having a, a really good season. Um, so there's still that sort of like little seed of doubt in my mind, like, uh, is this the week where we're going to stuff it up? Is this the week where we're going to stuff it up? Maybe it'll be next week, you know. Whereas um, I think if, if, we, if we take that emotion out of it, I think, you know, yes, we have had a very good season. We deserve to be where we are. And we are as good a chance to win the, the premiership as anybody this year. Yeah, but yes and no. Like, I mean, it's just... There's been this thing said on like on Big Footy over 20 years or whatever else, um, you know, talking about how there's just a huge distinction between a team that performs well in the regular season and a team that performs well in finals. And I mean, the Crows sides of the last 20 years have also confirmed that, like Neil Craig Crowbots is the classic example. But obviously, 2017 wasn't too far off. Mm. And if you can grind, you know, if you can grind through the season and win all your games, that's one sort of performing. But then the ability to perform in finals is something else completely and perform in those big matches. And that's not the same team necessarily that's going to do both of those things well. Yeah. And look at our current side. I don't think... I like. <laughs> we've got enough going for us to sort of win a lot of games, it seems, but I'm not at all convinced that we've got 
something that's going to be final well, we just don't know. We don't know because we we haven't made them. Like <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah, at least sort of... I guess at least with the crowbots in the Neil Craig era, like there was, you know, they choked every year under yeah. under Craig. So you knew by sort of two thousand seven. Oh, they're they're probably going to fail in finals because they that was their history. Whereas with us, you know, we just we have every year. We just have <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't even get to that point. So no, no, no. But you know what I mean. So it's entirely yeah. we actually have a pretty good record under Ken under finals. Like when we make them, it's just mm-hmm. not not been recently. <laughs> That's no. all. No. Um. So who knows? Who knows? Uh, Simba like, who has asked. Uh, another so, question, which is, uh, are you thinking we're managing the players well enough to peak in a few weeks' time? Ah, uh, look, who knows? It's Hard just to a tell at this stage. Who could tell? Who could possibly know? Yeah. Um, we'll know come the first final. Simply yeah, true. Uh, Johns has asked, why won't Higgins come to port? I've wanted him since I was a boy. Um, probably because he's 33 um, now or something. Yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, it's not necessarily that he won't come to port. He'll just probably come as a development coach. Mm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, why not? Uh, Andre has asked, and this is kind of um, on the previous theme, what's your ranking of port in terms of premiership favouritism? Oh, okay, let's look at the ladder. So uh, I, think on, uh, I think I read another post further down from On The Wagon, which has said that uh, the punters have us fifth favourite. Which, yeah, um, I was going to say... Which is a bit odd considering just, we've been top every week of the season. Yeah, but that's the whole distinction between regular season and finals. Like, I would say all four of the teams below us, Richmond, Geelong, Brisbane, West Coast, I would reckon that if you threw all five of us in a, a, you know, a bunch of finals together, ignoring what can happen in weird games with Collingwood and Kilda and Melbourne, who are currently in the eight, if you put those five together, like, I don't see us finishing top three. You know, like uh, if, if, if if you played like a round robin set of games between those five teams, I don't see us finishing top three in that lot, honestly. No, probably not. I I would currently have us third favourite, I think. Okay. Um, well, I would have Geelong and Richmond as the two favourites, and us third. Um, yeah. Brisbane haven't proven anything yet, but they've got the advantage of finals and the grand final being played. On their home ground, yep. so that's an exactly. advantage. Uh, West Coast, whilst they've had very good form for most of this season, it has been at their home ground, and they've had not very good form away from it. So they're kind of the opposite of Brisbane. Whereas I think we kind of sit in the middle at this point. Um, yeah, I'd probably have us third favourite. Because for me, I look at this top like those other four sides that are just below us, and that's like that's. Basically, it's us and our four bogey sides, pretty much, because I'm looking at everyone else it could possibly be, and I think, no, we can beat them, we could beat them, we could beat them, and that's an opinion I would have held about those sides any time in the last four years. Mm. You know, like that's the that hasn't really changed for me. Like I have never, even though GWS made the final, the grand final last year, no, I'm just like, no, I, I'm not really, I've never really felt like we've been threatened by GWS. Honestly, if it was a game that actually mattered, I felt always felt like we could beat them if it actually mattered. I'm not worried mm. about them. Bulldogs, Essendon, Gold Coast, Collingwood, St Kilda, Melbourne. I don't give a shit about any of those teams personally as a Port fan. Like I think that they're all teams that we absolutely should expect to be on any given time we play them. Yeah. So I, the I think it's that, clear the top five are yeah. have been the best five teams this year. Yeah. And are the five chances of winning it. I don't think Collingwood 
can this year. I think St Kilda are a bit too young. Um, and whoever makes it out of Melbourne, GWS and Western Bulldogs, uh, they'll just be also-rans, I think. Um, Absolutely. All right, if the ladder finishes how it is today and Port play Richmond first up, I'd be pretty happy about that. I reckon we'd beat. Yeah, I reckon I mean, we'd win that. It's going to come down to the structure, isn't it? It's going to come down to the structure of the finals, how it all falls, because there mm. are some, like among those top five teams, there are, you know, obviously a lot of different dynamics. For example, even though it's second and or, or fourth, like if, us against Richmond, yeah, I'd I'd rate us against Richmond more right now than I would us against, say, Brisbane or West Coast, right? Mm. Um, and particularly given the games aren't going to be played in Victoria, I think that's certainly going to be a factor. But um, who knows, man? Mm. <laughs> who knows what the structure is going to be of the, that final series? It's going to be interesting, and it's going to, even though our spot, it, look at this point, probably not too likely to change. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how the others shuffle to somehow screw us with the fixturing. Mm. Uh, Long live PAFC has asked, what's Port missing to take us to the next level? Better coach. Better coaching structure. There you go. Fuck the, the whole structure, honestly. Well, I think, I don't know. At this point, we have gone to a new level this year. So... Yeah. Um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see how the season pans out. But um, in future years, obviously, probably another young key defender, um, probably another key forward, some better midfielders maybe. Um, but look, at this point, you know, we've sort of shown that we have taken the next level would be my answer yeah. to that question. Okay. And uh, he's also asked, if we aren't winning the flag this year, what gets us the flag next year? New coach. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, 100%. New coaching structure, 100%. Uh, I'm going to say Brad Crouch. Oh, yeah? You reckon that's going to happen? I reckon. I reckon it might be on. We're a good a chance (sighs) as any of getting him, so... That's a lot of drama, isn't it? <laughs> so much drama. It would be great. Honest, Bring on the drama. Be, honestly, if I'm honest, I almost kind of feel like Crows fans would love for that to happen because it would give them something to be really righteously angry at Port Adelaide for. It will completely distract from their terrible on-field performance. It will let them call one of their own players a traitor, which they love doing. Um I think the Crows fans would be would be secretly totally on board with them trading Brad Crouch to the Crows. Except support, sorry, support. I just hope to God he doesn't come out and say, I left Adelaide to come to Port to play finals. Just please, God, <laughs> don't say that because you're guaranteed for the Crows to, Crows to win a flag if that happens. I think Port Adelaide are closer to a premiership, says Brad Crouch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go three and nineteen, and the crows go undefeated and win the flag the which has happened so much, like the whole foot in mouth syndrome of players, and then you know that that's happened so much. I love it though; it's hilarious. It's, Every time, it's hilarious because it hasn't happened to us yet. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, you. I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I mean, guess Del- Delidio is probably the last one, isn't it? So, yeah. 
mean, it's happened to us the good way in that um, Nick Stevens pissed off when we won the Premiership, but, um, mm. you know, not the other way, I don't think. No. That's true. That's true. Uh, he's also asked, uh, which of the City breakfast teas from T2 are the best? As in uh, Singapore breakfast, yes. Adelaide breakfast, etc. All right, so I've got my theory. I think I might have said part of this theory before on this show. Um, Melbourne breakfast is my favourite. Uh, mm. New York breakfast, I like the smell of, but the flavour doesn't last. So usually what I do is I put in a bit of Melbourne breakfast and a bit of New York breakfast. So the Melbourne's got the earthy uh, flavour that sort of lasts, but the New York breakfast is just mostly for the nose. Yep. Canberra breakfast is pretty solid, just as an alternative. Um, Singapore breakfast I recently got. I actually quite like it. Um, I'm not sure it's an everyday tea, but it's, it's not bad. Adelaide breakfast, for me, I feel like Adelaide breakfast is like a troll because, for <laughs> me, I drink it and I, and, I, and I feel it tastes just a little bit like cough syrup and I think that's like a slur on Adelaide. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure. If I don't like the Adelaide on. breakfast one. I reckon it's okay. But I like the sort of uh, the, the more fruitier mixes. Yeah, that's fair enough. But, uh, no, those breakfast ones, those are the main ones, I'd say. And, um, yeah, the city breakfast, for sure, those... Melbourne breakfast, just Melbourne breakfast, just, it's lovely. It's really nice. I've only I've only had the two of the breakfast ones, and that's Melbourne breakfast, which yeah, like I I quite like that the vanillariness mm. to it. It's pretty good. Yeah. And the Adelaide breakfast, which is more of a, it's almost more more of a herbal tea really, because it's got the sort of berries and lemongrass and that sort of thing in it. Um, but I I think that's quite tasty. I like um some of their other ones. So the lemongrass and ginger is really good. I like their peppermint. I like their mint mix. The Dreamer and the Quiet Mind would be my favourites. Yeah, I like the Blue Mountain. The Blue Mountain's pretty nice. Um, I haven't had that one. No, it's 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 not quite a breakfast tea, but it's sort of in that same class. Like, yeah, you know, it's definitely got the brown tea base, but um, it's just a it's a little bit harsh. Like it's a little bit harsh, but sometimes you want that. Um, yep. and French Earl Grey. I mean, that's another really good one as well. Hmm. Um, always have a bit of that in the cupboard. So, yeah. fair enough. Uh, Phil Reich has asked, uh, should the players be wearing black armbands or observing a minute silence before the game following the death of Owen on Tuesday night? I I think so. I think so. Get the uh, get the double the double black band going. I reckon. You reckon? Yeah. I reckon. Okay. You've got no idea what we're talking about, do you? I have no idea what you're talking about, man. <laughs> Owen. Owen. Owen 13, were they? At the uh, start of the round. Now they won again. Crows. Oh, okay. Owen. Thank you. Well, who cares? Honestly, who gives a shit? <laughs> there's no... There's no <laughs> the Crows winning the wooden spoon is going to happen. And that's fine. Uh, you know, it's just nice. It's just nice. They can put it in their crappy cabinet. It's not a problem. It is nice. That's right. Uh, and that's it. That is it for the questions. There we go. All right. Let's roll into the final wrap then. Uh, Maka, now's the time to make everyone pissed off with you. What's the winning side margin going to be? Oh, port by 22 in a, another, not overly impressive, but uh, a win's a win type win. I might. Oh, look, I mean, that's actually really good. I was sort of thinking in that sort of margin range as well. Um, you know, I'm just going to say, yeah, Port by 22. Why not? That sounds mm. good. Uh, who's your highest goal kicker for Port? Uh, I'm going to say 
Uh, not sure. I don't. I don't think it's going to be too much of a high-scoring game. Yeah. So I'm going to say we're not going to have a multiple goal scorer. I'm going to be a pain in the ass and say that. Why would you say that? Why would you think that? I don't know. I think it'll be like eight goals to five or something. Gosh, Which okay. means we're sharing it around, um, so that's good. Yeah, all right. That's fair. Um, I don't know who I reckon. Scott Weiss it with two. There you go. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> That might happen. Well, he'd be, he'd be just about best on ground if uh, if he's kicking two goals on Goldie. Right, exactly. Mm. Why not? Could happen. Well, you see, I had the theory that he was going to kick two because Sam Hayes is going to come in. Anyway, moving along. Uh, weekly update. How good is Zach Butters? Oh, too good. Too he's good. So good. It's just just don't good. want him running into goal. Just don't run into no. goal, mate. <laughs> uh, and next question. I think we know the answer. Zach Hinkley? Sign Hinkley, mate. Five-year deal. No, nah, still sack. Sack, sack, sack. And uh, any other games? This, any other games this week that you're looking forward to at all? Uh, probably the one that's on right now because that seems pretty close. Yeah. And tomorrow's game should be nice. Brisbane and Collingwood. That'll be a good one. Yeah, you think so? I mean, certainly. You know, they're both in the eight, so that makes a bigger bit of a difference to what our game is. But yeah. uh, I guess we'll get a, a real opportunity to sort of have a, a good deep look at the Gabber and see how sort of it's going to be for a grand final destination. Yep. Uh, not, not very good, but what's done is done. <laughs> what's done is done. That's mm. it. All right. Well, look, I mean, I think we're all done ourselves. So all uh, thanks, Maka. Thank you for everyone listening on Spreaker. It's really good. Uh, and everyone listening at home. Uh, yeah, I guess there's nothing else to say other than uh, can't port. Can't the pair. Can't port. Port.